It is Thursday, September 14th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the St. John's River Water Management District. And now, a guy who's on the Mount Rushmore of people who aren't on Mount Rushmore, <laughs> J.P. Shatrick. And you don't want to know the reason why. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is week two. It's Thursday. There's a lot going on at the Miller Electric Center. We've got a lot happening the next two hours here on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water. It's worth saving Chiefs, Jaguars in week two. We'll go through the defense of Patrick Mahomes and the weapons around him. Well, Trevor Lawrence has some weapons around him on offense. How do they plan to attack the Kansas City Chiefs? Maybe we'll hear from the head coach about that. Doug Peterson will join us at 5 o'clock for the Doug Peterson Show in studio with us here at the Miller Electric Center. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, we're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. All the places, Jeff Lagerman. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, J.P. Big game this week. Well, it's the big game because it's the next game. Oh, but, no, but, it's not. But, but, no, but, it's not. However, it's a really big next game. It's uh, really big. as big as they come. Look, it's the Super Bowl champs, man. They're coming to your house. Last year, you had to go to their house twice, you know? This game could have seeded implications down the road. You never know. You'd rather have it than not. Oh, absolutely. And then yeah. here's an opportunity to put Kansas City at 0-2, and they have been competing in the postseason from the comfy confines of Arrowhead Stadium for how many years now? Uh, they've host, five? They've five, yeah, hosted five AFC five? championship games in a row. All right, so why not try to change that? little set up there yeah. that they've got it would be nice yeah the last time the chiefs were 0 and 2 was 2014 hmm. logs and um <laughs> alex smith was the quarterback doug peterson was the offensive coordinator patrick mahomes was a freshman at texas tech it's been a while Oof. they finished nine and seven though they rallied well so hopefully that's been a while. you know look let them rally next week just not <laughs> this week and how about this so yeah uh andy reed if if he gets a win would tie Tom Landry for the fourth most wins in the history of the NFL. Wow. So he's one win from tying Landry if he wins on Sunday. All right. Well, uh, I mean, he's going to take that a couple weeks away, too. Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, at some point he's going to be in Canton and, uh, and very deserving. But, uh, you know, and look, Doug Peterson has never beat him. What is it? Was Doug 0-3 0 now three. against yeah. Andy Reid? One in Philly and then 0-2 last year. So – uh I think it's you know time to change that. I'm sure that Doug would like to to get on the winning side of things against the teacher, so to speak, or the mentor, whatever you want to call him. I mean, the first time they crossed paths was when Doug was a player what, with Green Bay, and Andy was the quarterbacks That's coach. That's right. He was uh, well. He was actually I think the tight ends coach at first, and then switched over right. in the last year or so. And Doug was there, and then. You know, and obviously when Andy Reid got the job in Philly, he came over to Philly as a quarterback. They gave him a chance to start in Philly, of all things, and then followed him as an assistant when, when Reid was uh, in Philadelphia as the head coach and when he came back into coaching. So a long history with Andy Reid, obviously, on and off the field. 
and it continues this Sunday. Uh, Jags fans want customized Jaguars furniture for your home. Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair furniture for fans. Another storyline this week, of course, I mean, the quarterbacks. Mahomes versus Lawrence. It doesn't get much bigger it's, than that. It's one of those matchups you really could remember for a long time. Game of the week? Could be. I mean, where's the better game at? I mean, if you, if you look at the NFL schedule, and, you know, when you say game of the week, you're talking top quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, tonight you've got Jalen Hurts versus – uh, Kirk Cousins, I mean, that's not a marquee matchup. I mean, it's a good matchup just because it's Philadelphia and, and them by themselves as a, as a draw to me and because I think they're such a talented team across – across. I mean, I'm talking offense, defense, well, special teams, all of them. You got the Ravens and the Bengals this week. That's a good matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. But, I mean, does Lamar Jackson make you go, wow? Yes. I mean, he does Often. when he when he runs it. I mean, but, I mean – is Often. he is he, among, he won an MVP? I mean, but is he in the conversation of the elite quarterbacks in the AFC? Yes. I mean, from the running standpoint, he is. Yes, he is. I I don't see it. I mean, anyway, I think I think he's just. Match. I mean, just a saying, half step back. I'm not saying that's a better matchup than this one. I'm saying that's still a very no, good no, quarterback no, matchup. No, no, no. I think it's a very good. Okay, very good. You, to use you. your term, okay. very good, very good. Colts, okay. Texans, Jags, young rookies. Well, wait a minute, Jags, Chiefs. That's excellent. Yes. Okay, very good versus excellent. I'm taking excellent. Okay, fine. Uh, Colts, Texans, young rookies, first-round draft picks this year. Okay, give it some time down the line. Um, Maybe one day. Rams, no. Mm. Uh, Dolphins, Patriots, no. Uh, Tua's getting better. Um, Getting better. He was number one rated quarterback in week one. Pretty darn good last week. It was unbelievable. That's for sure. Hey, you're right. Hey, that's it is the the matchup. I think it's the best matchup of of the week. I mean, from a quarterback standpoint. And uh, but it's one of those like you'll you'll look back at this game maybe and who knows how the game goes how the the next few years go will determine a lot of this but maybe if the Jaguars get over the top in this game and it carries them in this season into the postseason where they all of a sudden in a year or two's time have taken the throne from Kansas City you might look back at this game as maybe the turning point. Well, maybe, but I mean, look, taking the throne from Kansas City. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, they got two. They got two Super Bowl wins in the last three years. Yeah, well, that's history. Well, I mean, yeah, JP, I'm I'm all for it. Okay, but uh, I don't think I think the I think there's going to be a rotating crown, so to speak, in the AFC, and you just want to be in that rotation because I mean, look, there's some talented quarterbacks. I think that this game can go a long way towards solidifying Trevor Lawrence in the conversation with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. I mean, okay, if you want to talk about the elite quarterbacks, I mean, this could do it for Trevor. But you've got to have a moment. And I think Trevor had a moment last year against Justin Herbert in the playoffs. That was a big one. Well, now if you do that against Patrick Mahomes, people are going to say, whoa, wait a minute, Justin Herbert, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's next? Darty did Lamar Jackson last year, yeah. right? The Bills would be next in yeah, London, right? at Tottenham, right? I mean, yeah. and coming up in, in England. You know, mm-hmm. Is that considered London, by the way? It is London, yes. Okay, it's a big city. Yes, it is. <laughs> Just like Wembley is considered London, but okay. it's not really London. Yeah, it's, it's not all, really London. It's all London. It's London, but it's not really London. It's easier to say London. Okay, that's right. Also, a big game. That, that Josh yeah, Allen and the game. Bills, right? Big game. Maybe Josh will throw three picks to the Jags. And well, I hope so. Yeah. And 
We got some weeks to get to that game. This is the one, though. And this is the matchup where, okay, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the weapons he had a couple years ago. Tyreek Hill's in Miami now. And, um, and by the way, what did he have, like 300 yards receiving the other day? Because they decided to play man coverage <laughs> against him, Hello? and he ran all over the place. <laughs> Hello? Uh, pretty wild. So he doesn't have that over-the-top guy anymore. Well, Juju Smith-Schuster was not an over-the-top guy, but at least he was Patrick's guy last year. Yeah. And, and where did he go? I think he's in – He's somewhere else. God, he's not in Kansas City. So you have Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. Um, I mean, I – Oh, he's with the Patriots. Sky Moore. Juju Smith-Schuster's with the Patriots. You know, Sky Moore was a draft pick a couple years ago, and he hasn't really done anything. Kadarius Toney had the worst-rated game by a wide receiver in the National Football League week one. And, you know, he's capable of better than that. But, I mean, he had a tough outing. And then you have draft picks, Justin Watson, Richie James, Justin Ross. I mean, a bunch of guys. You know, but the reality is, is that Patrick Mahomes can make a lot of guys look really good. And when he has Travis Kelsey, um, he's not just a guy. Mm-mm. I mean, this guy's awesome. I mean, what, what, what is he like? I was doing numbers. Seven consecutive 1,000-yard seasons for Travis Kelsey. It's remarkable. It really is. I mean, he had like the first couple years he had, I think, like seven 800 yards receiving. And then, bam, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000. He's awesome. And if he's nicked up and not quite 100%, great. Because I can tell you, you know, look, that's, that's, that's an area the Jaguars' defense struggled with last year, defending tight ends. You could say that for the past decade. <laughs> well, you know, so many different regimes are. Well, I mean, look, I mean, let's, I'm, I'm just living in the present. Have made a career against the. I'm Jags. just living in the present. You know, last year nobody in the league gave up more receiving yards to tight ends than the Jaguars. That's fair. And part of the reason why is that they face Travis Kelsey. Uh, yes, in twice. Yeah, that's right. And but, in the well, playoff the game, the playoff didn't count didn't towards count those numbers that I'm season. talking about. But in the playoff game, you know, 14 catches, only 98 yards, but still two touchdowns. I mean, he was oh, effective in that. He's game. so good. He's just he's crafty. What he's you don't big. Want, what you don't want from him though, Logs, is him running wild for like the 30 yard gains. That's when it can get really strange. Well, I mean, that can take a six-yard yeah, gain here I mean, or there. But it's look. not very often that he has a thirty-yard gain. I mean, that's kind of the outlier with him. He's a tight end. Most tight ends are somewhere in that eight to twelve-yard per reception range. Kelsey's typically a little bit on the higher end of that, but he's got a ton of receptions. I mean, just I mean, a tight end that consistently gets a thousand yards. I mean, is he the greatest tight end ever? Ever? No, Gronk. You think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at the numbers. I mean, let's look at the numbers. Let's get to the break and we'll pull the numbers yeah, up we'll because do, I'm going to yeah. tell you now, that's that's a great argument. We, we could probably get into that I'm a little with bit you later. About, I mean, I'm a big yeah. fan of Gronk. Yeah. But, man, consistency-wise, it it's hard to get better than Kelsey now. They're, they're neck and neck for sure. So here's the question for the Jaguars' defense. How do you begin to slow him down? How do you defend him? Kelsey? Yeah. Um, bang him on the line of scrimmage uh, and try to put two on him when you can. I mean, that's what you got to do. I mean, he's he's the most consistent weapon for Patrick Mahomes play in and play out. And when you want to stop somebody, you want to take away the bread and butter. And right now, I mean, that's that's the most comfortable bread and butter 
thing that Travis or that Patrick Mahomes has is is Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's that good. I mean, he's he's just dynamic in so many different ways, and he's you know he's a pretty decent blocker too. You know, which is kind of odd. A lot of times when you get a guy that just wants to he just wants to catch the ball, but Kelsey's willing to little, do a little bit of the dirty work as well. And those two guys, I mean, one little look from one to the other, and it's like this unspoken communication that happens with these two guys, and all of a sudden they change the route and do things, that adjustments on the sideline. I mean, he's a special player now. And, and here's the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Kelsey hasn't missed a game in like forever. I mean, for him to miss, miss the opening game, I mean, I think he has, I don't know how many consecutive games with a catch, but the number is just jaw-dropping. It's just, it's incredible. They always find a way to get the ball to him if he's out there. Well, always. he, he, he finds a way to, to open. open the lane to get the ball to him. I mean, he's just, he's that good. I don't think you can cover him with one guy. I mean, JP, name me one guy on this Jaguars football team that you would feel good about. You know what? Hey, you cover Kelsey, and we're going to be just fine. So, is Kel- Kelsey's not like a dynamic, fast guy, though. Right. But, but I mean, but tell me somebody that Devin you Lloyd. would feel. You would feel good about that. I mean, him or Cisco, somebody like that. You feel good about that? Yeah. I don't feel great about it, but no, I feel I'm not okay. feeling great about it. Who would you put on him? Not two. <laughs> put, a, put both of them on him. But, but two different guys, both of those guys. Devin Lloyd and Andre yeah. Cisco. Good luck. You are not getting the football. I'm play with Travis. 12. We'll see what happens with that. It's something to watch, obviously, in this game to see um, his status as we move along. We'll get the injury report coming up in just a little bit as well. And Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. We'll come back in a moment. Jaguars offense. What could they do against the Chiefs' defense this week? Chris Jones is back, you might have heard, on the defensive line for the Chiefs. And at about 4.30, Kai Stevens joins us in studio. We are underway on Thursday. It is Jaguars happy hour. As the game progresses, they get better, right? And and so that's something that that is a challenge for us, you know. And, And one of the things that we've been able to do most recently is 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 the same thing, you know, get better kind of as the game progresses and, and get into the fourth quarter and um, evident of that last week, you know, and, and how we, um, you know, we're able to score, defense gets the stops, things like that. And, and you know, it, it, could, it could come down to that, right? It could come down to a kick. It could come down to whoever has the ball last, which, you know, you do look at the playoff game, right? And if we don't, we don't fumble, hopefully you score. You're down three with, you know, five minutes to go. You get the, you know, so it's going to come down to those types of types of moments. It's the head coach, Doug Peterson. You'll hear more from him coming up at 5 o'clock on the Doug Peterson Show. This is Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. The game this Sunday presented by Everbank. The Chiefs and the Jaguars coming up. We're on 1010XL. 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. Glad you're with us. Uh, hit us up on X as well, at JP Shadrick, at Logs56. X. X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Posts on X. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the Jaguars offense last week, just briefly review, um, you know, third and fourth downs, not ideal for this uh, Jags offense. No. But 
they found a way in key moments late to score. And they put up 31 points on a day where they were just awful on third and fourth down. Well, and credit the defense that really, I think, I mean, look, they, they hung a 31 donut on the Colts. But without defense, that doesn't happen. That's right. I mean, there's just no way. Nope. Uh, what, I think what really impressed me, and I just could, I want to focus in on the defense just for a little minute because that really enabled the offense the time to, to get better in the course of the game. And if you think about it, when the Colts took the lead or the Jaguars took the lead at 17-14, they hit a stretch of offense that was just miserable. I mean, not good at all. And, and during that stretch was the sack, cost fumble, return for a touchdown, the quadfecta for DeForest Buckner. But in that stretch, the Jaguars' defense, I think, had three three-and-outs and then a takeaway, which led to – the 47-yard punt return by Jamal Agno. So, I mean, the defense in that stretch, when they needed them most, they were lights out, lights out. And then all of a sudden, then you get the punt return, the offense wakes up, thank goodness, to a fourth down conversion yeah. to Zay Jones Zay. on that drive. Second big catch of the game for him. And, uh, and then, boom, you, you're, you're in the end zone, and then you come back out. Tyson gets a really nice interception on a poorly thrown ball by the rookie, and then the offense – takes it down the field in just a couple plays and then they're in the end zone. And now it's a two-possession game, and the game is essentially over because Anthony Richardson just – I mean, that's not the position you want to have a young quarterback in. But the defense, I think, got to give them a lot of credit. A lot of people had a lot of questions about it, including me. You know, can they rush the passer? Can they hold up? You know, they didn't uh, – add any parts or pieces to the component through the offseason? Is that going to be okay? And, look, they played fantastic. Uh, three takeaways as a defense. You got seven points off of those three takeaways. You also stopped the Colts two times on downs. Uh, just a tremendous job. Tremendous job. Yeah, really good job. Um, and then the offense now moving ahead against this Kansas City defense. That you know they've they've got Chris Smith. How much of a difference will that make up front? Jaguars have a couple guys on the injury report this week. We'll see their status. You're talking about Chris Jones goes. this week. No, well, Chris Jones up front. Yeah. First of all, yes, yeah. we uh, we'll get to that. Okay. But there are there the center and right guard are both on the injury report for the Jaguars. Something we'll see, to watch. We'll see their status moving ahead, but. Uh, what can you really expect from Chris Smith being out for so long? Um, Chris Smith. What do you mean, Chris Smith? Chris, yeah. uh, Chris Jones. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Jeez. My gosh. What in the world? I, like, I knew it was like a basic name. Me for a loop I, there, I, just, I don't know. My, it's a long day. <laughs> Chris sorry. Smith, former Jaguar defensive yeah, end, so played th for the Bengals. He passed away recently, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. he did pass away. Gosh. God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones, I, I think you're talking about 25 snaps in this game. You know, because you're you're talking ninety degree temperatures, possibly, it's his first action back. Uh, he he is the best player on the Chiefs' defense, hands down. It's not even an argument. I mean, he's that good. You're talking about the second best defensive tackle in the league. The only guy that I think that can dominate a game like an Aaron Donald from that defensive tackle spot. I mean, he's just – he's unbelievable. And the Jaguars have a weakness right now. The performance that DeForest Buckner had this past game showed that the Jaguars need to be better at the at those two guard spots in the center position. You know, Barch was in his first game back mm -hmm. and hadn't played in a while, was coming back from a significant knee injury, had a little bit of a 
uh, playtime there against Miami Dolphins. Well, this guy this week, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a whole. I don't want to say it's a whole different level because DeForest Buckner is one of the elite tackles in the game. One probably like number five or six, but I mean, we're talking about number two here. Okay, number two. That's big, strong. He can rush the passer. He can do everything, everything. And I'm surprised that they were able to get him back in the fold on a one-year deal. I mean, I'm just I'm shocked. I mean, I was reading through. I have to go find it again. Some of the incentives to do that. Um, if they make a run again, let's say they go win the Super Bowl, he's getting a significant bonus that comes with some of the playtime incentives, a lot of the number incentives, everything that comes with that. If he gets voted to these things, uh, they've added that to the, at least this one year. I would guess. I mean, they they're gonna go fix that. Well, I mean, Chris Jones said himself. He said, "Look," he said, "they." Gave me uh, enough of an increase this year that would cover the fines because, yeah, remember, he had fines that could not be rescinded for missing time in training camp because he had a contract. Mm-hmm. And then also the missed game tre- check. So he's going to make all of that back, and he's going to get some more. And I, I haven't heard whether or not that there was an agreement to, to, ta- to have the ability to tag him or not at the end of this deal. Uh, I was hoping that he would hold out for another week. I right, uh, wouldn't yeah. have been entirely upset. But, I mean, he he's such a good football player that he now makes them better because not only are they getting him back, but now they're putting other players back in the position that they can be better at as well. For example, Mike Dana. Okay, Mike Dana's a kind of a defensive end. Good player. Strong player. They had him as an inside rusher this past game. Well, He's a powerful guy. Keep him outside. You know, Naughty, another defensive tackle. He's a very good football player that they have for Kansas City. And now you allow him to be in a comfortable position playing where he should be at. You know, they're trying to have everybody kind of cover for the lack of Chris Jones being on the on the football team this past game. This week, you know, you're going to still have to do some things, but you're going to have the man back in the middle. A few of those uh, numbers that we were just talking about for uh, Jones. Yeah, he gets um, a million bucks for participating 35% of the snaps, another million for 50%. If he gets 10 sacks, he gets 1.25. Now it's 1.75. He has 15. So it just builds up and up. And uh, the $2.1 million in training camp fines are not waivable. That's why they added all these incentives. Right. That's the point. Uh, All right, so – what does this defense normally feel like in Kansas City? How daring. Do they, how, how do they – yeah, they normally play it pretty daring? Yeah, they're, they're, I would call them daring. And Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, likes to play some aggressive ball. Uh, he, will, he will bring blitzes. Uh, he will play cover zero behind it, which means that nobody's getting anybody help. Nobody's getting any help. A lot of times if you blitz, then you can have a – single high safety deep in the middle to help, you know, if somebody gets out, he can be there to kind of make that touchdown saving tackle. Cover zero means there is no safety help. Nobody's there at all. You're on your island all by yourself. Hmm. Okay, Tom Hanks, ah. Castaway. Wilson. That's what you are. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson, yeah, you're hanging out with Wilson, <laughs> which is nobody. Um, but, yeah, he's, a, he's a, a guy that will that will take risks. He likes bringing speed. And if you have a quarterback that has 
a quickness of the mind and can make the decisions quickly and can deliver the ball accurately, you could have a quarterback have a big day. And so could this be a big day for Trevor? Very well could be. You know, because if you're going to bring that pressure, now you're going to single Evan Ingram. You're going to single Calvin Ridley. You're going to single Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. And if the quarterback is on, you're going to pay a price. If you can get it out, got to block him. No, there's no doubt. I mean, that, the, the, the one I think the most important component about the execution of the offense this week is that the offensive line has to take a step up. I mean, the, this past game that you know, and look for for a lot of reasons that you give them an excuse. I don't want to say an excuse, but a pass, whatever you want to call it, an explanation as to why their performance wasn't where you wanted it to be. You know, you you had multiple guys that weren't playing because of injury leading up to the game. Barch was, again, coming back from, from an injury. The only guy that, for the most part, that was out there through the entirety of training camp was Fortner mm-hmm. and then Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Okay, Anton Harrison, your right tackle, had a right shoulder injury. It's been bothering him. He's been in and out of practice. Walker Little missed the last – preseason game for precautionary reasons because of some injury we don't really know about and he was splitting time in camp with with, with cam. cam robinson yeah and then uh, barch obviously coming back from a significant knee injury shatley who had to play when sheriff went down hadn't practiced much in camp because of the afib stuff i mean it's so a lot of reasons to explain why their performance wasn't where it needed to be and i, and, and I think they're going to get better okay and this week would be a great time to do that how do you help them well, look, I think Trevor is really good at helping an offensive line as far as, you know, he gets the ball out, he moves in the pocket, he feels pressure, he buys time without having to do the the wiggly things that uh, Josh Allen would term that Patrick Mahomes does. <laughs> that was a great term, by yeah. the way, that he used. Yeah. He's, he's wiggly. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a great line. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Hey, uh, plenty ahead. We're uh, back in a moment. Kai Stevens will join us in studio, Jaguars reporter. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving. We're told standing room tickets only for this Sunday at the bank. 69,000 plus strong. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. I would say easy. I think it's simple to make the adjustments. It's sometimes harder to execute, but um, I do think that the most, pretty much all the things are self-inflicted that we did on Sunday to put us in these bad situations. So should be able to clean those up, and we we have to. You got to play cleaner than that if you expect to win. Obviously, our defense had some huge stops, but um, you know that's putting a lot of pressure on them time after time to do that and, and kind of bring us out of that hole. And we don't want to do that. So you know you got to you got to play cleaner. Especially like we talked about playing against a team like the Chiefs this this Sunday, you know you gotta you gotta execute better than that. That's quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District, Florida's water. It's worth saving. JP Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, we're on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, all the places today. Kai Stevens joining us in studio now, Jaguars reporter. Good afternoon, Kai. Hello, happy to see you guys. Yeah, it's Chiefs Week. It's Chiefs Week. It's, it's home a, opener week. Kind of a big game. I, I'd say so. 
um, if they can't fill the bank for that game, then they're never going to. Uh, but I know they already have sold it out, so I think we should be good. Yeah, it should be a, a packed house. Great environment, obviously. Um, before we get into that, would you take Kelsey or Gronk as your tight end? All time? No, as, as your tight end, if you're building In their prime. In their prime, Gronk. One or the other. You'll check, you're taking Gronk? Yeah, you can't cover Gronk. No one could drag him down when he was healthy. When he was healthy. Right. Yes. He was healthy, pri- healthy prime, Gronk. He still scored 90-something touchdowns when he was hurt all the time. Yes. Yeah, but he only had four 1,000-yard seasons. Kelsey's had seven now and counting. He's also got how many Super Bowl rings to go with ah, that? Travis Gronk. got two. And two. was in two other ones, yeah, yeah. that they lost. It's, I mean, it's like two, two of the greatest all time. I mean, it's like you, you wouldn't go wrong either way. Yes, I think. Gronk's a better blocker, I will say that. Gronk was always impressive to me because he's not fast, but he still would just no one could bring him. It was like two people would have to tackle him to get him down. Right. So or that alone, he, he would just drag people with him. Right. Once he got a full head of steam. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, he, and listen, he's not slow. I don't mean that. I just mean in terms of like he's not outrunning anybody. So like he'll get out and get open, but then he'll drag two people with him another 20 yards. So I would definitely take Gronk. It's a great debate, though. I mean, in yeah. when he's all said and done, it'll be. Probably Kelsey, depending how much longer he plays. But yeah, if he plays another five years at this level, well, well, I mean, come on. I Gronk, think if you Gronk can take eleven re- years, right? If you can take out the injuries and have prime Gronk, I would have Gronk. Mm, great debate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. In today's day and age of passing league, also a point. Of, yeah, I mean, it depends what kind of scheme you're in. It depends who your quarterback is. Yeah, it depends if it's twenty twenty three or twenty twenty ten. Modern day, I mean, I'm taking Kelsey. All I know is the Jaguars get to line up across from him this week, and it hasn't That's gone true. especially well against him the last two times. Um, you know, last time it was you know, kind of chipping down the field, 14 mm-hmm. catches in the game, still under 100 yards, two touchdowns in the playoff game. But if he's out there, no matter if he's 100% or not, he's, he's a primary target for number 15. I am curious how much we'll see him, though, because if he does – obviously it sounds like it might be a game-time decision at this point. I know he's been practicing, but how much um, – how much will we actually see him play? Because if he is banged up a little bit, I mean, that's a pain issue, of course. And um, with all the other people that seem to be dropping balls, you're going to want to see, and they're going to want to have him out there as much as they can. But is Patrick Mahomes going to be able to trust some of those guys that had the dropsies last week? I mean, he'll have to, but it's easier said than done when you're out there and you're trying to find somebody down the field. Yeah, I think it's going to be, if Kelsey's out there, he's full go. Okay. Yeah, I think if, if he's not going to be out there, well, you know, we're going to kind of limit him or something like that. That He's been around the game too long, I think, to, to be used in that fashion and, and all the drops that you're talking about, Kadarius Tony, <laughs> Poor, <laughs> poor guy, <laughs> The guy had a rough go it's of it. It's not bad for him. Four drops. Four <sighs> big ones. Well, he had – and that's you – know, Andy Reid talked about it this week. He said, you know, that's typically – that's not his thing. You know, he's got yeah. sure hands and, and, well, this past game or – you know, a week ago, that was his game. Not, not a good one. But, you know, here's the, here's the reality. You, know, you go and look at – he had the worst rating of a wide receiver by PFF in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second worst <laughs> rated running back was Tank Bigsby. Yep. You know, oh, so, I mean, yeah. Bigsby had one of those days too, you know, where he had the fumble and then the, the ball the off ball. his hands and leads to an interception. Uh, but, you know, you sit there and you go, well, he's a rookie. Kadarius Tony, what is in like year four? No, 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 not, even that, not even that old, yeah. Is it year three or four? Maybe three. It's not uh, long. It's not year that three. long. Yeah. Yeah, year three. So It's just tough when it's in prime time because then that's all oh. anybody's going to remember of you for a while. And speaking of that, 
Uh, that's why the Jawan Taylor situation blew up, the, the right say, tackle. I obviously was not here last year, so it's the first I've seen of this situation. And I was like, oh. And then everyone I came to work, they're like, oh, did you see that? They finally talked about Jawan Taylor. We've been talking about that for years. So uh, I assume you guys were <laughs> already up on that. forever. I mean, <laughs> we didn't talk about it much because well, he was on the Jaguars. Well, he's on our team, and we weren't going <laughs> to complain about it. But the reality is, is that he did the same thing wearing Teal, but because the Jaguars stunk, no uh, essentially for the early part of his tenure it didn't garner any attention well then he goes to a super bowl champion team and then it's going to become front page and, and and center for everybody to watch and i guarantee you there's a reaction reaction by the league this week guarantee you in which regard the lining up behind the rear end of the center part or the getting the jump on the snap part or both when you watch the film both. the timing he's Almost always on spot on. Is it? That's a lot of pretty good about that. A lot of the yeah, it's the lining up. I don't part. know if it technically is a penalty. Yeah, it's the lining up where he's like two feet behind everybody that, else. I think that would be they, the breaking of the rule. He is immaculate with the timing. Like even when you slow down and it's frame by frame, it's like he's on the money. So I don't even know if that's trust, anything you trust can catch. Me, I've slowed it down for like the first four years of his career. Yeah. <laughs> is he timing it up? Yeah. And he's really good at it. Every now and again, he'll he'll be a little right. early. Okay, but. Um, an official, it's got to be really obvious for them to throw the flag on that. But the alignment thing, it's not even a question. He's, I mean, he's he, far he, behind. And he's also the, like off to the side as well. The, you know, the rule is, is that you have to be able to break the plane of the, of the belt of the center. Okay. He's not even touching the outer cheek yeah, by the belt, of the, the belt. So not the the rear end. It's a, where the actual belt is. It's got to so be the back a little bit. The, the like the mid hip belt there that? somewhere. And that, yeah. it's got to it's got to. It's not even close. He's not. No. Even, he's not he's even not breaking even, the plane of the end of the cheeks of the no, center. No. Okay. Not even close. Not even one cheek. Both cheeks. And no cheeks. It's not all the time. I mean, it's occasionally that he is so far back. And last week, he obviously wanted to have that advantage because he's going against a marvelous player in Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge advantage for a tackle if he can line up that deep. Mm. I mean, as a pass rusher, one of the great things that you always want is the ability to threaten the upfield shoulder of a tackle. And if he can line up another yard and a half or a half a yard deeper, it takes away the advantage of trying to get the corner on the guy. You can't, you can't get it. Crowd noise will be big this week. Here's hoping. That uh, would be nice to to give them some more issues on the offensive line this week, right? You hope. You know, and here's the thing. Kansas City, they went out and they've got two entirely new tackles. Donovan Smith, formerly of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then obviously Juwan at uh, right tackle. The three inside guys are really good. I mean, really good. Joe Tooney, who came from New England, at left guard, he was a top five guard for the uh, last couple of years. And then uh, the center, Creed Humphrey, might be one of the best three centers in all of football. I mean, they got one in uh, Philadelphia, who's Kelsey's Kelsey, brother, yeah. and uh, Jason Kelsey. And then the guy in Baltimore um, from Iowa is another one that's right there at the top. I can't remember his name. Good football player. The Jaguars really liked him. Coming out in the draft, and then at right guard, Trey Smith's a good football player too. So I mean, this might be the the best group of three when you talk about guard, guard, center that the Jaguars will face. Looking forward to the matchup for sure. And uh, yeah, the Chiefs have a couple running backs too, by the way. If uh, if they 
choose to go that route. This Jaguars defense, though, uh, can be up to the task in the run game. All access tonight. tonight. What you got? We got the big man coming through, Roy Robertson Harris. Speaking of stopping the run, hey, I know. come on. Big Roy up front. That'll be fun. He's always a good time, so I'm excited to see him. Defensive captain? Right? I know. It's his first year as captain yeah. here, right? Yeah, that's great. I'm not surprised. I mean, he's certainly a leader and vocally and – He's he's truly one, he's so kind and he's so nice, but he truly is one of those people when he's like on the field ready for the game. You're like, I get out of the way. Like he he really does. I think flip a switch to a different human being. Um, so I just stay out of his way. So he's about as intimidating as it gets for me. He is a big strong dude. I mean, big strong dude. When you watch the battles of some of the best most powerful offensive lineman in football, Roy can handle him. I mean, I'm talking handle him. The one guy last week, Quentin Nelson, everybody thinks he's great and he's strong, he's great. Roy handles him. Like, you know, he comes <laughs> off on Roy and Roy's like, yeah, got you. You know, it's all good. You know, and Roy doesn't struggle against anybody power-wise. I don't know where he generates his strength from, but he is – he is a man's man when it comes to power, playing the game with power. We'll get you to see that up close and personal tonight at String Sports Brewery. 7 o'clock, right? Yes. Different station tonight. I think there's some coverage on Fox somewhere else. I think it's on CBS tonight. I think you're correct. I think it is on CBS. Log, I stumped Logs with that. He didn't have you any did. idea. You did. You had no idea. It's okay. We're up on it, Logs. It's okay. I was like, yeah, you're right, JP. <laughs> yeah, whatever okay. you say. I'll be at Strings. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, Kai, we'll see you. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Kai Stevens joining us, Jaguars reporter from Jaguars.com. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water, it's worth saving the injury report coming up then at 5 o'clock. Head coach Doug Peterson in studio with us on the Doug Peterson Show. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Florida's water. It's worth saving. Our thanks to Kai Stevens. I'm J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman alongside Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL, 92.5 FM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube. Coming up in, oh gosh, about 13 minutes and change, 12 minutes and change, it's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. The Jaguars head coach will be in studio with us and coming off a 10-point road divisional win and facing his former boss again, Andy Reid. Looking forward to hearing from Doug coming up. Yeah, it'll be uh, uh, interesting to kind of hear from that standpoint. You know, when you when you go up against the teacher, so to speak, you always want to win, and Doug hasn't beaten Andy in three tries so far, and, and it's never just a one-on-one battle, okay, between coaches. It's teams. But uh, there's nothing better, I'm sure, than beating the teacher if you are the student. No doubt. I mean, right? after that long, right, you learned – Almost everything you know as an NFL coach from him. If you've got a competitive fiber in your being, you want to beat the man that you worked for, the man that helped groom you, the man that helped shape you. And it would go a long way towards kind of establishing this football team in the conversation of one of the best teams in the AFC. And, you know, last year, you know, when they ended up, Nine and eight at the end of the year, won a division, kind of came back and ended up winning a bunch.
bunch of games there towards the end. We we're like, yeah, you know, this is great. Okay, well, if you take that next step, okay, now instead of being happy and surprised by winning, you expect to win. And that, and you can tell that that's a, a very distinct change from last year at this point to where we are right now. They expect to win. You heard it from if you watched any of the sounds of the game. I mean, Trevor Lawrence in the tunnel before they ran out to warm up before the game. It's like, you know, expect it. We're here. This, this is This is not – negotiable basically he didn't say that exactly but he said expect it that's Go right win that's right and he is so mature beyond his years I mean he's just uh it, it's a joy to watch and I don't know and look there's been some other 23 year old quarterbacks that have played really well Patrick Mahomes being one of them but the maturity level that Trevor shows is I think it's impeccable and that's that's hard to find. I mean, for him to be able to bounce back after one of the worst lost years in franchise history, for him to be able to bounce back from that kind of unharmed was, I think, tremendous. Well, let's continue to see it between the lines on Sundays. Just keep building them as they, as they go along. That's where you'll really see the results of that come through. You know what I want to watch? I, I, I want to try, you know, look, we were talking earlier about how Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, is pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he likes to, to gamble a little bit. When I say gamble, he's not afraid to blitz. Okay, if you blitz, then that means you're leaving a weakened coverage. Because you know, it's kind of a – you have to choose one or the other. Do you leave extra guys in coverage or do you send extra guys trying to pressure the quarterback? Or you can try to play it balanced. He likes to bring extra in, in the rush package. So that means that you're going to have a little depleted coverage. So if you're going to be depleted, probably going to end up playing man. Who's going to cover Ridley? Mm. Who's going to cover Ingram? I think they have better options at covering Ingram. This is a game that I believe Christian Christian Kirk can have a big game. Right. If you think about the games last year, how many throws were just so close to connecting? And he still put up numbers yes. even without those. Yes. I think this is going to be, you know, and, and having a game in which he had three targets, only one catch in Indianapolis, and Trevor didn't even see him open a couple times. Uh, look, you gotta, you got you to gotta function within the offense as a quarterback. Okay? But then there's also times where, hey, look, it's my guy. Right? I, I got to make sure I get something to my guy. I wouldn't be surprised if early in this ball game it's – now, that's my Is sound. Is that what it's going to sound like? That's like, you know, the gun, you know, Trevor throwing the, the, the ball. It doesn't even sound like a gun. It's not? Sound like a crunchy shoulder. That's not a good sound <laughs> at all. <laughs> Trevor hitting Christian Kirk easily, you know, <laughs> even better. Is that better? A little, yeah. A little better? Uh, yeah, okay. okay. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it because I don't think the Chiefs can cover them. I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, and I think that's going to be a an opponent's problem every week. You know, but that's I mean because the Chiefs understand what they have on the offensive side in Mahomes and the play caller and weapons, whatever weapons are around him. Right? They feel like they're going to get their 30 points per game. So well, well, they didn't get it last week. But in theory, they feel yeah. like they could – hold on. They're, they're going to get their 30 points per game on offense. That's why they can take risks on defense and maybe try for a takeaway, get a sack fumble. All you need is a couple stops in theory. Maybe. Maybe. But here's the thing. 
last last game, okay, Kansas City played Detroit. Detroit just played coverage. They didn't do anything fancy to stop Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. They they just sat back and played his own. And they weren't worried about Kansas City. I think they were more worried about Patrick Mahomes scrambling and doing that more so than they were worried about anything else. Interesting. But they probably was surprised. I mean, watching that film, I'm like, man, I can't believe they played that much zone. Because, you know, your first instinct is, you know, with all the losses that Kansas City has had from a weapon standpoint, Tyreek Hill, okay, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, you're losing guys. And especially the first game when they don't have Kelsey. You wouldn't be afraid to play a man, right? Detroit was like, nah, we're just going to play zone. And they played Kansas City in zone and held them to, what, 20 points? Yeah. Um, and here, here – I, I don't think – you know, I, I if you talk about matchups, I think the Jaguars' defense matches up against Kansas City, against their offense very well with the exception of Patrick Mahomes, because nobody matches up against him very well. He's that good. But, like, from an individual standpoint, you look at the weapons that they have, Kelsey being the only exception. Okay, everybody else you're okay with. You can, I think you can handle those guys. You know, and I think that the Chiefs have a matchup problem with the Jaguars. I think most teams are going to have a matchup problem with the Jaguars. High scoring, sounds like to me. If you, I mean, if you think – if you. What would your be your prediction right now, score wise? Total points scored. Uh, uh, I'm going to go 38-35. I'm thinking like 70 points. Yep. You know, somewhere in that range. You know, I mean, in the 30s at least. You know, the only thing that may prohibit 70 points is just the heat of the game. Yeah. You know, taking a little bit out. But I mean, I I think this is like 70 points. I mean, this is like a game in the 30s. Time now for the injury report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Thursday report for the Jags is out. Have not seen one for the Chiefs as of yet. The Jaguars have five players on the list this week. Antonio Johnson has not practiced yesterday or today. The rookie safety. It could be a week or so, a couple weeks maybe. We'll see how that goes. Gregory Jr. was injured in the game with a hamstring issue. Has not practiced yesterday or today. Brandon Sheriff, right guard, ankle injury, limited today. That's improvement. He did not practice on Wednesday. He was back out there on Thursday. Luke Fortner, center, ankle injury, limited today. He was out yesterday. That's improvement. Tyler Lacey, the rookie defensive lineman with a hip issue, limited. So uh, that's good news for the offensive linemen. Sheriff and Fortner moving in the right direction, at least maybe, to, to go on Sunday. Well, you hope. Um, but it, you want them to, to be able to play, but then also play better. You know, they've got to take a step up this week. And you know, Sheriff, I was kind of concerned about during that game. You know, he goes down, and it was like, pew. Like, uh, just the way he went down, like up in the air and then wasn't moving. And yeah. everybody's waving for the athletic trainers. It's like, oh, man. This wow. is really bad, right? That's and they carted thought. him off. Yeah, carted him off. And then he comes back in the game. And, some, and then he's point. limited in practice today. Right. I mean, first of all, he's incredibly tough because he was able to play last year with a core injury that most people wouldn't even think about trying to play. But he was able to play. I mean, so he's tough. And, uh, and he's definitely a leader of that group. And if they're going to take a step up, then, you know, he needs to be a part of that. But uh, – 
Yeah, I, I hope that everybody's good to go so that they can take a step up in performance this week. Got to have it this week, and uh, what a scene it should be. And uh, we'll hear from Doug Peterson coming up on that scene as well. Home opener for the Jaguars, the Doug Peterson Show. Moments ahead, we're going to hear from Ian Eagle as well, NFL on CBS play-by-play announcer. He and Charles Davis have the call of the game. Evan Washburn on the sideline. We'll hear from Ian and get his thoughts on where the Jaguars are. Are they ready for the big time? Well, this would be a step in the right direction. We'll hear from Who's Ian he calling the game with? Charles Davis. Okay, Charles good guy. Yeah. He's been around a long time. Absolutely. Uh, Ian, I met him in New York back in 89. It's probably, a, it's probably been, back. It's been a while. That makes sense. Yep. He's been around a long time, too. He's good, good, very good broadcaster. Yeah. Full podcast coming up, I believe, Saturday on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. We'll get uh, Ian's thoughts. He's covered so many Jaguars games over the years. Been with uh, CBS since 1998, which is hard to believe. He's the reigning sportscaster of the year, national sportscaster of the year. Wow. Well. So Impressive. he's had a big year, a lot going now, on for him. What, what team would this be considered for CBS? Probably the number two team. Number two? Nance and Romo are number one with Tracy Wilson. Okay. Yep. I was just kind of curious then, about that. And yep. where are they at this week? I don't know. I didn't look. I mean, because, I mean, there's no <laughs> – I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, the reason I, I asked that is because the, the game's on CBS. Yeah. And the uh, there's no affiliation with AFC and CBS That's or changed. Fox and, and the NFC anymore. They Everybody's kind of going all over the place. And so I was just kind of curious, if, <laughs> would it be a Fox game that Romo would be at? No, no, no. They're still, they're still on CBS, but they're doing the Jets-Cowboys. Excuse me, but, but Jets-Cowboys. That's what I mean, yeah. an NFC Jets team. Jets at Cowboys. Which I'm sure they're sitting there going, Jets-Cowboys. Yeah. Jets <laughs> There's no Aaron Rodgers. But it's America's team. It is. They get big ratings, and it's a New York market. And they're 1-0. They beat the hell out of the Giants. I just did you watch that game I Monday night? About half of it, and then I was like, "What am I doing? Why am I watching this?" Would you have watched the whole thing if Aaron Rodgers played? No, I'm talking about the Cowboys game. No, no, I'm talking about the Jets game Monday night. Did you watch that game? Well, I turned it on after the fact. I didn't have it on at Same first. Here, I didn't I get it on it. until after the fact as well. And then I, then I turned it off. Total bummer yeah. that he went down. Yeah, crazy game at the end. Yeah. Maybe we've got an instant classic this Sunday coming up. I hope so. For from our perspective, oh, a winning result would be nice. Yeah, out our of that perspective. As well. Hey, uh, stay tuned. The Doug Peterson Show is coming up in mere moments. Thank you for listening to Jaguars Happy Hour.